This is not the time to get distracted. And this is not the time to go off course. This is not the time to lose your focus. Got a word to do for the Lord. The Believers Walking in the Way of Righteousness is now on the air. Our goal is to awaken you from the tradition and the errors of religion and bring you back to the simplicity of the gospel of Christ. If you have any questions or are in need of prayer, please stay tuned until the end of the broadcast. We will give you our website and our mailing address. So at this time, it gives me great pleasure to bring to you our minister, Brother James Ware. God bless you. Truly, we thank the Lord for being here another day by way of radio. I call it, count it a privilege as well. I count it a blessing as well as a privilege to be able to come this day by way of radio. At this time, let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus the Christ, we thank you. We praise you. We truly honor you and all that you're doing, all that you're going to do. I ask you to bless me that I might decrease and you might increase in my life to go forth to be that vessel that you would use in these last and evil days. Father, we just thank you for what you're going to do. Thank you for what you're doing already. Deal with the heart of those that are listening that they are here not with the natural ear only, but the ear of the heart, that they may go forth and speak that which you would have them to say. Father, we thank you. We praise you. I honor you. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen and amen. Well, we praise God. We thank God for you. This another day that he have blessed. Yes, that he have blessed in so many ways. Amen. I was privileged to go back home uh, Monday to a uh, cousin of mine's uh, going home celebration. Uh, and, you know, it's sad that when we look at the scriptures and we see just the opposite of what being done. Yes. And what you mean, Brother Ware, the object? Well, I saw uh, totally the sisters was totally in charge of everything. Now, don't get me wrong. I believe that God can use some. But in the midst, I saw and I heard everything that was said was nothing to edify or to deal with those that were unsaved in the midst of us. See, I think that that should be a gathering time to speak to that one or uh, that other one that is not converted. You see, it's all about believers. It's all about you knowing the will and the plan of God. And the will of plan of God is not somebody playing some sweet music and telling you 
to come down to take God, take their hand and give God your heart. I know it's been said so many times, but that's not scripture. That's not right. And because it's not right, so many people have went off the error in that. Yes, they went off an error in that part. Why? Because they are doing uh, salvation of man. Nowhere in the scripture tell you to do that. And how can somebody, a man, tell somebody else that they say? No, ma'am. No, sir. I know that we say that we uh, we believe. Well, I'm calling those things. It's not as though they be. You need to read the scripture. The scripture doesn't say that man to do that. It said God did that. So, uh, you ain't able to change nothing. No way. If you were able to change something, then you would change it backwards. You would take it from God, from the direction that the Lord would have you to go. <clears throat> That's our nature. Our sinful nature goes against God. I don't care how you look at it. I don't care what you think about it. I don't care what the people believe about it. It goes against God. And not only does it go, that's why the Bible says the flesh is an enemy against God. I know we don't want to believe that. I know we don't want to accept that because the Bible tells you in the, in the book of Galatians, when you serve the flesh, it's death. No, yeah, 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 it's death. I don't care how you look at it, it's death. I don't care what you say about it, it's death. Why is death? Because of the fact that you have already believed to do things yourself, your way. Amen. I'm telling you, flesh want to be praised. I don't care how you look at it, flesh want to be glorified. Yes, yes, it's all about me, myself, and I when we are talking about flesh. But when we are talking about the Spirit of God and the Spirit of God, if is it if the Spirit of God is in you, then the Spirit of God want to glorify it don't even speak of itself. It glorify the Messiah. It glorify the, uh, the most high. Oh yes, yes, because of the fact that see we got our mind set to do what we want to do. And I promise you, what we want to do nine times out of ten, if we're holding on to our concept, is not right. Yes, so many peoples that I'm seeing, so many churches that have set themselves up to say, oh, we're a church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, now, how come you can say that you are church of the Lord Jesus Christ and you don't even want to follow what he said? It just don't add up. I'm telling you, I'm, I, I don't care how much they say it, how, hot, how hard they say it, I'm still coming back to what the word of God says. I got to. I got to. My, my understanding, there's no way. You see, the Bible said, told me, yes, it told me in uh, Daniel, 
uh, 7, okay? Daniel 7 and uh, around the 25th verse, it says, And they will shall speak great swelling words against the Most High. Yes, believers, that's what people are doing. Oh, the Most High ain't did that. I'm, you hear me. You listen to me. They want you to do what they say do, not what the Word of God says do. They, don't, they have got so good with it. They'll say, well, you know, the Bible, the Lord did away with the commandments. Now, how in the world? And then here's the problem. I, I, I don't just fault them. But how in the world can you even say that when you got a wife, you don't want nobody messing with your wife, and the Bible say thou shalt not commit adultery? Or you don't want nobody stealing from you. But yet you tell the people. It's kind of like kind of like what I've seen. All in the church doing this film. And, and I, listen, I'm not going to stay on the film. I'm trying to get to my scripture. But they were saying, oh, this brother, he's walking around. He traded in. One guy, one of the ministers got up and said, he traded in his grip. Uh, he was working on the railroad, and when you go on the railroad, they have to take their clothes, you know, change of clothes, and they call it the grip. Uh, we just, uh, we that are truck drivers, we just call it overnight bag. But nevertheless, uh, whatever you was calling it, it meant, uh, the overnight, your clothes, your underclothes, and all that. Okay? So he just heard a call because we get these calls and they tell us to be prepared to go to work at X amount of hours. They had to give us four hours warning. So he heard God said that go get your grip and and. He turned and got his grip. He got golden shoes. He got, uh, what else? I don't know what he said, all the things, because I was trying to blot it. I was overthrown because of the scriptures that they was reading. He says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in us, in us. My father's house, a many made. I mean, it was so far away from what I heard. That told me all. Then I had to hear, uh, it said, go get the grip, the golden shoe, and the gown. You trade in your pants for the, gra- the gown, so on and so on. And guess what? Then they turned around. And you see how gullible that we are, that the peoples of God is being, when they turned around and said, oh, uh, God say, sleep on, waiting to the general resurrection. And nobody count, nobody said, well, wait a minute, they just contradict themselves. Even the children could see that. 
One minute, you got the gown, you got the golden shoe, you're walking around, you relax, you done fought a good fight, you done kept the faith, you done made it on the other side. Now they're telling you that, no, 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 you got to stay in the grave. You got to stay in the grave uh, to the general resurrection. Now, the last part was true. Well, why would they tell the untruth in the midst? Why? Because they want to make the people feel good. Because they want to do that which everybody else is doing. So they don't want to rock the boat. I hear that so much. And I think that's sad, believers. We sat in the church and declare error. You know, and, and, and the sad thing, not only do we declare error, we accept it. You know, the Bible said, uh, man, I wasn't even going to go there, but the Bible said in Amos, okay? In Amos, we will have a phantom. Do you understand? Not for the water, not for the food but for the word of God. Man, we ignoring the word of God just like it ain't nothing. Yes, I promise you, we act like the Bible don't even exist while we read from the Bible. While we read scriptures from the Bible, we chose to give the peoples of God, and and you know what, I don't know, maybe they're ministers of Satan, some of them, but some of them just, uh, just outright not true, not they just ignorant. I, and I'm not saying it in a bad way. They just don't study. They saying what their pastor said, and their pastor saying what their pastor said, and that pastor is saying what their pastor is saying, and on and on and on. Just like way back when we had to have church, when they say, okay, you black peoples could have church, and what we are going to do, we will allow you in the church as long as you put a, a Caucasian Jesus in that church. And you everywhere, every church you went in, I don't care, back in the day, every church, back in the day, only thing you saw there was a big old picture of a Caucasian Jesus sitting at that table, and they didn't even have tables like that at that time. They didn't use that. And when you go and look at the early tables, you'll see. So, but anyway, that's neither here or there. The bottom line is the sad thing, the sad thing of all this, that we don't care about truth. We don't care about error. We don't care about these things. Why? Because we feel that, oh, everybody else is doing it, and all the big boys is doing it, all the well-known people are doing it. Oh, brother, well, you got to be wrong because you're not doing what they are doing, and since you're not doing what they are doing, then that makes it wrong. But then I bring you from the Word, from the Scriptures. I read from the Bible. I tell you what God is requiring, not Brother Ware's requiring of you. No, ma'am. No, sir. 
I'm not concerned about that. You know why I'm not concerned about that? Because you don't have to give an account to Brother Ware, but you do have to give an account to the Most High. Yes, you do. And because of the fact that the people, the peoples are going in a form, in a form of godliness, not, not what, not this way or that way, they just got a form. Listen, if you had a relationship with your honey, uh, or with your honey to be, like the relationship which you got with your uh, with with the Lord now, with the Most High now, you say you got a relationship with Him, because that's what we always say. I'm, I'm me and him. We we like this. We like that. Uh, okay. If you had this relationship that you uh, feel that is right, let me ask you something. Couldn't you have rules and guidelines? Is it is it that you go according to what you want to go? You do according to what you want to do? You know, uh, I, I can understand some of the folks. I really can I can understand that. You know why I can understand? Because they have uh, been in religion all their life. So all they heard was the things of the Lord, uh, of not the Lord, the things of man, okay? So if they heard the things of man, then there's no way that they can do. Listen, it's no way that they can do what they feel they need to do. You know why? Because that's all they heard. You know, if I heard something all my life, somebody was telling me this, telling me that, and when I saw something that says different, then I'm going to say, wait a minute. I ain't never seen that before. I never saw that, and so I must be misread it. You know, let me say this, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm gonna read the scripture. But let me say this: I think it's sad that you have been saved, saved a year. Let's say a year. Let's say five years, and you don't even read your Bible, and you only pray when you go to bed or when you get up. You wanna thank the Lord for the sleep last night and you didn't die, whatever. Or, guess what? You don't even think. Now, if you get sick or if you have a, uh, a financial problem, uh, now you're going to call upon him. But the sad thing, how we being manip- we call ourselves man- manipulating God. We think that we are fooling him. Yes, we think that he don't know no better. Oh, well, you know, I, I'm doing this. I'm doing it. I have been in the past, honest, I have been in the position that I got on to pray and crying and God tell me to shut up. Just shut up. Uh, who are you trying to fool, James Ware? You ain't trying to fool me because I Know your heart. I know what you're going to do when you get up. 
Now, you might think you're going to fool somebody else. You might even fool the devil, and you can't fool him. So guess what? We know what's going on. But anyway, let me get back to what I was saying. The scripture says in Amos, the eighth chapter and the eleventh verse, it said, Behold, the days come, says the Lord, I will send a phantom in the land, not a phantom of bread, nor thirst for water, but for hearing the word of the Lord. Let me tell you something. I believe the Lord done sent it already. You know why? Because for an individual to have a Bible and to do the stuff that they are doing, oh, come on now, come on. Let's let's get real with this thing. How in the world can this sister be a pastor and a husband saying that this is first he the first man of the church? I know situation like that, two situation like that. Now there is no way that you can justify that in the in the scripture. How in the world can people carry themselves and call themselves, which now they can call themselves Christian because you know what? It ain't in the Bible. God didn't tell us to call ourselves a Christian. So those people calling themselves Christian can really do what they want to do, and they will be right because they don't have a book. They don't have a book. The Christians don't have a book. The, uh, what they go by is they take one little bit here, Take one little bit there. Take the 23rd song out of the song, the vision of song, song 23rd, but then the vision of song 51, uh, 37, uh, whatever they don't want to use. So they use what's convenient. What's convenient. But yet we saying that we want to obey God. We are saying we want to inherit the kingdom of God. We are saying we want to be all that God has called us to be. And in the midst of all this that we are saying, the hurting of the whole ordeal of it, that we really don't want to be nothing. We don't really want just want our way. We are acting like spoiled uh, individuals. Uh, the Bible say, let no man in, in, in Galatians, and, and I'll come back to this, but and uh, the Bible let us know that we shouldn't. Uh, Galatians, here it is. It says, uh, beware lest any man spoil you. Guess what? When a minister is telling you what you're doing is all right, and you know in your heart that it's not all right. Listen, when they telling you whatever you're doing, they're not telling you to come out of sin, be converted, turn from your wicked way. They're not telling you that holiness is right. Yes, I may not have the, the, the this, the that, but I know one thing, God is required 
of holiness. This is what God is requiring. We, uh, uh, men, my honey, to be was talking about how is it that peoples don't want to be holy no more. They want to uh, just come and go, just drop these demon spirits, picking up other demon spirits, and yet say that we are following God. No, ma'am. No, sir. It's got to be a separation. It's got to be. Listen, let me go on and read. Be well, uh, at least any man spoil you through philosophy. Now you ever notice that the men of God, they want to philosophize everything. And, 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 and here's the thing that bothers me. They want to break up and, and, and now uh, uh, let me get the root word of this. Let me get the root word of that. And they never get the root word of coming out of sin. They never get the root word of be ye holy as your father is, is holy. They never want to get the root word of Matthew 5, uh, what, 48, that says, uh, be ye perfect even as your father, which is in heaven, is also perfect. Oh, brother, where you mean to tell me that you would teach that a man can be perfect? Listen to me. Listen to me. There is no way that you can make your flesh perfect. And, and, and because you can make, uh, can't make your flesh perfect, but you can be perfect. Oh, yes, 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 you can be perfect. I don't believe God would tell us to do something that we can't do. If he say you can go, then you need to go. When he told Peter, come on the water, I would have said, hold up, Lord, hold up. Ain't nobody been walking on water. You must be a spirit, and you're trying to get me out in this water to drown. There is no way that you get me out there. And then, guess what? Peter called faith and said, Lord, I stepped out of the boat and was doing pretty good until the enemy showed him a way. Then all of a sudden, fear come in, and fear can't work with faith. No, ma'am. No, sir. And that's what the peoples of God have. And we got fear because of the gas prices. We got fear because of the grocery price. We got fear because our money ain't right. We got fear. But what is the problem? The problem is that you're not getting the foundation of the Word of God. We are not trusting in God as we should. We say we are, but we are not. Well, I'm getting ready to go on break, and after which we'll be back in a moment. I'm here today if you have a want to call or whatever. Um, so I'll be back very shortly. God bless you. Praise the Lord, my friend. Brother Ware will return shortly. 
I would like to take a minute to invite you to pray for the believers walking in righteousness and minister Brother Ware. We thank you for listening and would be really grateful if you would let a friend know about the broadcast. If you would like to contact Brother Ware for a speaking engagement or any other correspondence, please call 404-293-7557. Again, if you would like to contact Brother Ware for speaking engagement, please call 404-293-7557. Please stay tuned until the end of the message for all contact information. We will be taking questions and comments in the second half of the broadcast. For questions and comments, we invite you to call 404-355-8699. That's 404-355-8699. And now, let's welcome back Brother Will. back we thank god 404 293 oh whoa whoa uh, when we go off the broadcast, you can reach me at 404-293-7557. That's 404-293-7557. Uh, we thank God for those of you. I'm thanking God for the new uh, people that he given us in our life, amen, in our ministry uh, to help us to do even the more. Uh, we thank God for those of you visit our, hadn't visited our website, please do. Visit our website. Uh, we are making changes as we speak. Uh, so any question or comment, you can call me now, but uh, if you want something later, please reach me on 44293. 7557. We thank God for hearing from different peoples that He have blessed. And uh, we thank the Lord. I can't see the light in my face. We thank the Lord that what He is doing and going to do. And, and we thank God that He's blessing me that 
he's blessing me to meet new peoples, meet in the direction that he would have us to go. Pardon me. Oh, I can't. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Uh, go ahead, caller. You are on the air. I'm sorry. I have this light in my face, and I couldn't see the board operator. That's all right. Thank you, Pastor Ware, for uh-huh. taking my uh, comment. I do have a comment. I, I hear you You were talking about something that happened at a particular funeral. And, yes, sir. Um, I was at a funeral um, a couple weeks ago. Um, it was a good brother of mine that passed away. And I had some some of the same kind of, um, you know, questions about what the particular pastor was 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 saying at the time. And, and not that, you know, I'm a minister and I wasn't being judgmental, but usually I look at things differently from a minister's eyes. And I think that we should always take whatever opportunity we have to preach the gospel, right. especially at a funeral That's setting. That's what I said, too. Now, he, he, he went on and, and he said some things that were encouraging to, to the family, but he didn't touch on anything um, as far as sin or as far as the people, unbelievers that was in the, the audience. My question to you is, how would one handle that? Because he spoke about not... Um, quote unquote, beating down the family because they were already breathing and sad because of the death of their loved ones. And he felt like he didn't didn't want to beat them down anymore. So he uh, more or less uh, gave a word of encouragement. Uh, how would you speak to that as far as sp- giving a word of encouragement or, uh, as opposed to taking that opportunity to uh, bring souls to Christ? Well, uh, I would have... Uh, told him, if he would have asked me, that this is an opportunity with sinners that probably won't never be back in the fellowship, that he's there, so that he need to repent, uh, uh, preach the gospel, repentance, don't deal, ain't nothing can be said to the family, uh, to that person laying in that casket, because they're going outside and plant him in wherever they're going to plant him at, and he's going to be resurrected in the day of the Lord when the Lord appears. So now anybody was there, I would have dealt with them being in sin and being delivered and knowing that the Most High is the only direction for them to repent and follow righteousness. Amen. And because he he he's a, a, a he was a bishop, so it wasn't my place to, you know, we follow the scriptures, we rebuke not the elder. It wasn't my place to say anything to him per se, but I did express my concerns to some of my other family members. And and it was crazy because I made the uh, comment to my family members after we left. We wasn't even out of the funeral homes parking lot and people were already find up marijuana and talking about what they finna do and going downtown and getting in the water and getting right. into sin. And I was like, see how you let that opportunity slide by them to convict them or to show them their sins. And that way somebody may have had a change the heart and God could have worked on somebody hard at that time. Right. Okay. Uh, you're a hundred percent right. I, I just believe that i leave it at that because anyone any uh, uh, just like this film that I was in. Uh, first of all, 
it it was totally to me out of order, you know. And secondly, matter of fact, the preacher that preached the film, she was telling uh, about her marriage, throwing hints at her ex-husband that uh, she when she took the vow, she took for real. But anyway, I don't want to dwell on that uh, because here's the thing, believers. Uh, the Bible, Hebrews 9.27 says, It is appointed unto once to die. And after this is judgment, meaning the next thing. That don't mean the next day. Uh, we take it at that, and some preachers have said that. But the truth of the matter is, it is not that we all going to be judged at the, ta- at the same time. That's what the Bible says. It ain't what Brother Ware says. You can read it in Matthews, in Corinthians, in uh, Revelation. You can read it all through the Bible. So, therefore, why you won't make God a lie? And listen, I, I'm serious about this. If you read the scriptures and the preacher that you are sitting there is not teaching you what the scripture says, now, I, uh, as, uh, as the brother was saying, he's right. Does You don't have the authority. You, don't, you shouldn't take the authority to rebuke an elder uh, the, because the person was a bishop. Now, guess what? I would have took, uh, I'm saying you need to take the time, to take the time to make it a point to bring the question to him. Bring the question to him, how is it that you can do this? How is it that we can do that? It's just so much, and I'm going to sit in the midst of a, of a church that stay teaching damnation doctrine. The Bible says that it's wrong. It's just straight up wrong. Now, if you don't know any better, and we all grow, we all grow. you got to grow. Grow in the wisdom and the knowledge of the Lord. And when you grow in the wisdom and the knowledge of the Lord, then God will bless you. But I believe, as I was saying in the book of uh, Amos, how that uh, God have sent a phantom. Because people ain't really worrying about the word. They're not worrying about the word. They're worrying about hurting somebody feeling or somebody thinking this, and, and, and or somebody believing this. And then I see how that the Bible, not, not Brother Well, but I see what the Bible is saying on certain things that, uh, how in the world that I can see this, but they can't see it. No, 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 they don't want to see it. Peoples are being blinded, and like I say, it could be that phantom famine in the land. It could be while they are going in a form of godliness and denying the power thereof. That even the Bible tell us that the children of thy peoples, them, they are going to speak words. You know what? The children, Isaiah say the children going to rule and the women's will rule, going to take authority. And brother, if you don't see it now, 
Look in the church. Look at what y'all call the church. See, I, I understand that the church is not the building because the building that they are fellowshipping in, that's an altogether different thing. See, that's the problem. That's why we uh, get the building mixed up with the church of Christ. We are not having the building and calling that the church because any and everything go on in that building. But the Bible said that the gates of hell shall not prevail against them. That's right. The gates of hell shall not avail against them, uh, against it. Now, you look at the church, and I can promise you the gates of hell and everything else uh, are going against the church. The, the organized building, right, the Bible's letting us know that we, that in the last day, that what? In the book of Ezekiel, it tells us that the, that the enemy going to come forth from the church, changing the thing, changing time, season. We don't even want to obey nothing anymore. No, no, no. No, we don't want to obey nothing. But when it comes to the carnal things, when it comes to the natural thing, we want to be obedient on our job. The job say, uh, you need to put on so-and-so and, and come to work. You can't come to work without that. You can't come to work without this. No problem. We'll put that on. We'll wear whatever they say wear. But then when you come to the church and say, oh, it ain't my clothes, it ain't in my heart, I mean, it, it's in my heart. Who told you that? How is it that it's in your heart, as you say, but yet you don't have no change? Shouldn't it be a change? Now think about it. Now, this is not Brother Ware. You just think about it. I, I know I was going somewhere else, but I'm being uh, real today. In this, how is it that you can say that God changed you and you have not made a transformation? Something is wrong with that. Something is wrong with that of you sitting and saying that you love God and God have did this and did that, and we don't see no different. It should be a different, believers. It should be a different character. It should be the, oh, you know what the Bible says. In Corinthians, any man be in Christ, you familiar with that scripture? It says, you are a new creation. Listen. I was trying to go somewhere else, and it's obvious that God, I didn't supposed to be there. But uh, I was wanting to deal with uh, how that your uh, hurt, you being hurt, is a is ground for uh, uh, just exploding for the enemy. But let me let me go back to what I was saying. Uh, Knowing this, brothers and sisters, if you really love the Lord, and this is nothing uh, 
giant. This is little bitty stuff. How, young lady, if you really love the Lord, you're going to a fellowship looking like you're going to a, a party. How, brotherings, if you changing women's as someone change uh, in the world, and yet you're saying that you love God, you're saying that you are of God. It's sad. This is sad. We are bringing a reproach on Christ to show that there is no difference between holy and unholy. Unholy when anyone continue to be unholy. Listen, uh, uh, you write them all. I, I, I do. I write them all. Because uh, uh, the Bible said, many will say unto me that day, in that day, Lord, Lord, haven't I prophesied? Haven't I cast out devils? Have I did many wonderful work? And he said, depart from me, I know you not. Uh, guess what? Let me ask you something. Wouldn't you rather obey God? Now, this is serious. Why trying to please man? Why trying to do that which you would have them to do, uh, uh, what peoples would have you to do? And why not be obedient to what God would have you? It is not. It is not for you to continue in your way. Make an about face, not according to Brother Ware. Just do what the Bible telling you to do. I don't care where you at. I don't care if you in kindergarten. I don't care if you in elementary school spiritual. I don't care if you in high school or you in the workplace in the gospel. I, it's sad that people are working in the workplace and they never ever they became a spiritual dropout. What you mean a spiritual dropout? Well, when you read uh, what Mark seven and seven, Mark seven and seven, how as uh, well, then Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrite, as it is written, uh, this people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. I'm not condemning nobody. I'm just saying to you, don't honor God with your lips and your heart is not in it. Don't show forth to people that you in love with the Lord. But yet, in your heart, you know it ain't right with God. You the one got to stand before God, believers. You the one got to be that individual that God have called in for such a time as this. I don't care how much time you got. The time that you have, the time that you have been ordained to be on this earth, that time, that time is the time that God have allotted you. Now, man can't change it. Man can't say this or say that. Man can't do this or do that. But one thing you know, you can obey that which you know. Don't worry about what Brother Ware know. Don't worry about what somebody else know. Worry about what you are doing, what you are doing, because, see, they say, Howbeit in vain do they worship me, teaching our doctrines and the commandments of men. For laying aside 
the commandments of God. Brothers and sisters, it's not me uh, declaring to you. It's just you need to say, I need to come up and be obedient to the things that God have commissioned me to be. I know better. You know better. No, 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 no. We ain't talking about uh, uh, measuring you, uh, measuring you with somebody. Because, see, Corinthians teach different. I don't have no business uh, measuring you uh, with somebody. So if you if I'm measuring you with somebody, that is not the thing to do. But if I'm doing it according to what God have did to you, have put in you, and the Bible let us know that God is not allowing you to be tempted above that you're able to bear. Somebody else might not can go through what you're going through with, but he's doing that because he's wanting you to be a testimony. Do you understand? Man, I wanted to come to this, but I, it ain't time. I, I, the Lord want me to study on it more. Do you understand that Joseph, that when God sent Joseph, Joseph being a man of God, and in the midst of God sending him to Egypt to preserve, because of Egypt being the power at that time, being the world power, so everybody had to come to Egypt to get something to eat. God preserved his remnant. He preserved his people. He preserved the children of Israel by sending Joseph. Why? Joseph was four. He was uh, his daddy uh, treated him so different and on and on and on. So he had to get Joseph out of that because in order for Joseph to be what God have chosen. Let me tell you something. Let me listen to me. Listen to me. God have told he had to get some of you in a different situation to be what God wants you to be. Other words, he chose you, he called you, he made you for such a time as this to come out of the stuff, come out of the, the, the direction that you was in because he have a higher calling. He have a direction that he wants you to go, and you can't go that direction being the same, old same, old same. So therefore, you have to put stuff in your life. He had to put something in Joseph's life. Oh, it wasn't nothing. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't nothing to turn him against God because the Bible declared that he in turn yet knew that God was with him. Listen to me. Listen to me. You will know that God is with you. You are not cussing God. You are not saying this. You know God is with you even though you don't like what you're going through. Let me tell you this. God is blessing you because he is it's on the other side. God said to Joseph, I sent you. Now, where everybody look at Joseph and say, Joseph, well, oh, he was that, he was this, he was that. No, 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 no. That ain't right neither. God just used Joseph to preserve him for such a time as this. But in the midst of that, come on now, listen to me. In the midst of that, Joseph wasn't enjoying the 
situation that he were in. He just accepted what God had put him in. Oh, you say, wait a minute, brother. Well, how can you say that? Well, when I go back and I read uh, the book of Exodus, when I read when they was leaving, uh, uh, getting ready to leave Egypt, listen to me. Now, listen to me. Joseph didn't like that place no better because he could have liked it to play. He could have said, oh, I thank the Lord. The Lord bless me. No, no, no. Joseph didn't even want his bone to be left in Egypt. Listen to me. When he came and when they came out, Joseph was dead. And they took Joseph's bone with him. He didn't want that because Joseph had a pagan wife. He had pagan children. He, he was in a pagan place. He wasn't able to be his people. That's why. He moaned and cried when he seen his brother. It wasn't about all that the brothers had did to him, but he couldn't be what he really wanted to be. But God sent him to be a preacher. I'm going to teach that. I'm uh, Listen to him. God gave me a revelation on that, and that he said, In the midst of a uh, crooked and a perverse generation, God preserved him. That's what happened, and that's what happened to you that's going through. God is preserving you in the midst of a crooked and a perverse generation so you can do. You're coming out on the other side. You're going to be all that God have called you to be. And I promise you, you'll look back and say, Lord, I thank you for my trials. I thank you for my tribulations. I know that you sent me in the situation that I'm in so that I can go forth and be that man, that woman that have submitted themselves to being all that God will call you to be. And listen to me now. When you submit yourself, when you submit your will, then God will bless you as he blessed Joseph, in the midst of a crooked and a perverse generation, he'll give you what you need. Oh, listen to me. Listen to me. He gave him what he needed. Father, we thank you. Father, we praise you. Hallelujah. God, we thank you for what you did, what you're doing already. In spite of what condition we are in, God, you are preparing us to come out on the other side. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you for using us to preserve and be all that you have called us to be. God, you got a higher calling in our life. So we accepting it, Lord, by just going in the direction that you would have us to go according to your word. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We honor you. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen and amen. Listen to me. Listen to me. We would love to hear from some of you. Our number is 404-293-7557. That's 404-293-7557. Now, if we don't answer the phone, please leave your name and number 
because I may be on the phone or it may be not on at that time. Leave your name and number. I'll be more than happy to get back with you, I promise you, within a 24-hour period. And if you would, visit our website that we have uh, uh, tried to renew things, and we're going, trying to go accordingly to the Lord uh, leading. And I'm praying and hoping that we can get there. All right? I'm telling you, Brother Ware is saying, as I always say, you don't have the problem you think you have. All you need is more faith in my Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. God bless you. the Lord. I pray that the message that you just heard was an eye-opener and a blessing to you. If you would like to hear this message and many of our other messages, please log on to our website, brotherjamesware.org. That's brotherjamesware.org. Now, if you have a desire to contact Brother Ware for special prayer or just to be a blessing to our program, you may write a letter to P.O. Box 232 Easley, South Carolina. 29641. That's Brother James Ware, P.O. Box 232, Easley, E A S L E Y, South Carolina 29641. Please include the station that you heard him on. And remember, we are praying that you grow to higher heights and a deeper depth in the Lord. Remember, Ephesians 118. May the Lord bless you. It's too important to give up for anything.